We now join the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. I want you to stay tuned. We're going to have some song here in a little bit and a, a poem, and then we're going to uh, get into the Word of God for just a little bit and talk about uh, what a lot of people feel that we don't believe in, and that is the fact that we believe in the birth of Jesus Christ, but we don't just celebrate it like the world does, and we see a lot of things in the Word of God where they're in air. And we want to talk about that today just a little bit. They usually say when they start talking about anybody about this time of the year, and they say, well, it's just a spirit of giving. And they feel that it's uh, something spiritual from God that makes them want to give. I'd like to read something from the third chapter of John, something that most of you out there, if you've been to Sunday school or church, can probably quote. And in the 16th verse... You talk about giving. <clears throat> I want you to think about this for a little bit. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So there's some things that's included here when it talks about believing. Got to believe on him, and then you got to believe in the name. So there's a lot of uh, teaching in Scripture after that point. And Jesus Christ himself made this statement. <clears throat> In the seventh chapter of John, he that believeth on me as the scriptures has said. So then that would tell me that we need to study the word of God. Again, he said, come unto me, all ye that labor 
and are heaven heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke up on you and learn of me. For I'm meek and lowly in heart, and my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That's in the 11th chapter of Matthew. And so we find he's instructing us to find out about him, learn about him, read about him, believe on him as the scriptures has said. And then again, he said in the fifth chapter of John, about verse 39, he said, search the scriptures for in them you think that you have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. So again, we're getting all this instruction. And uh, again, the apostle writes to the church. And when he wrote to Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we're instructed in the word of God to study this word, learn about Jesus, know what we're talking about, instead of just accepting the traditions and doctrines of men. So when we say that we don't celebrate Christmas, you know, the way that the world does, people think, oh, you don't believe in the birth of Jesus? No, we definitely do. And we're going to have a poem here from my wife, and then we're going to have a song from Brother Lauren. And after that, I want to go and begin to talk about the birth of Jesus from the beginning and just travel through the Word of God. I don't know how much I can get on this broadcast, but there's a whole lot more to it than what this world is celebrating, and they don't really don't really know what they're doing. And it's sad in a way, and people say, well, it's right there in the Bible. Yeah, in the book of Matthew, in the book of Luke, and the different places where it talks about his birth and uh, how that it happened. But there's more to it than just what they're looking at, and sometimes they don't even get it right. So we want to look at that and talk about that today for just a little bit, so stay tuned. The name of this poem is God's Greatest Gift. God wrapped himself in a body of skin to bring salvation and free us from sin. To a virgin named Mary, a little young maid, in the town of Bethlehem, in a manger he was laid. When he grew from a boy to a man, he preached to many throughout the land. He healed the sick as on his journey he went. He told the sinners they had to repent. He walked in our shoes, as the saying goes, although he was God, he was human too. He went through all things as humans do, but lived a life that was sinless and true. He laid down his life for you and me, becoming a sacrifice he hung on a tree. To offer mankind eternal salvation, the love of Christ is a great revelation. He rose from the grave the third day. For mankind he made a way. To break the chains of death and sin. For us to live in heaven with him. What greater gift he shed his blood for our sin. Giving eternal life when we're born again. Well, thank you, Sister Nancy, for that poem. But uh, we're going to have a song now from Brother Lawhorn, And he's going to be singing a wonder of wonders.
wonder of wonders. Oh, how could it be?
the wonder of wonders. He died for our sins. That was the greatest gift that humanity could ever receive after the fact that through Adam, uh, listening to his wife Eve and Eve being deceived and then giving to Adam and sharing with him what she had done wrong, and they both become guilty before God. And uh, it's just a very interesting story. But the thing that stood out to me, God had a plan. And in uh, Revelations, the 13th chapter and verse 8, uh, actually said he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So God knew, uh, I guess, what was going to happen. And, and uh, he prepared a way for man. And when it did happen here in the garden, uh, then... God came down and began to question Adam and Eve, and they began to explain. And the Lord then said unto the serpent in the third chapter of the book of Genesis, about verse 14, He said, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, and thy conception in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And I want to back up to verse 15. I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. So there's going to be a seed of the woman that was promised here, and there's also the seed of the enemy. And the enemy was going to bruise the heel of the uh, woman's seed, and the woman's seed was going to bruise the head of that serpent's seed, or the head of the serpent. And thou shalt bruise his heel, he said here. So we uh, know, according to the Scripture, you could turn over to Isaiah, in Isaiah 53 and verse 5, he said, um, it's talking about Jesus here, really. And he said, he was wounded for our transgression, bruised. There comes that bruise. Bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, but by his stripes we are healed. So we see that here in the scripture and realize that we go back here to Genesis that uh, the seed of the woman was going to be Jesus Christ. Well, as we continue reading here, we look at the fourth chapter, and it said, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Well, uh, I'll be truthful with you. I look at that statement and wonder about that. First of all, I know according to the New Testament, Paul writes about uh, Eve and said that uh, she was the one that was deceived. And... Uh, Adam, what he did, he did was wrong, but he did it with his eyes wide open because his love for Eve. And uh, a sort of a, an example of Jesus taking the sins of the world upon him. He who knew no sin became sin that I might become the righteousness of God in him. That's how much he loved. So you talk about giving. Look what he did. He gave his life and he took our sin paid the penalty so that we could have life. That was a wonderful, wonderful gift. But um, anyway, in Galatians 4 and verse 4, we read that uh, the Scripture says, 
that in the fullness of time, God uh, brought forth, you know, his son made of a woman, made under the law. And uh, that was in the fullness of time. And that's whenever that seed that he was talking about here came. That was Jesus. And uh, we have scripture to back that up. But uh, here in Genesis, uh, Adam knew his wife Eve, and uh, uh, she conceived and bare Cain and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. And again, uh, she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain was a tiller of the ground. Uh, but she had sort of felt, I believe here from the way this reads, that uh, she thought that this was the promise, the seed of the woman. But actually, the seed of the woman was talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who was to come about 4,000 years later. Think about that. That's pretty powerful when you think about it. But we go over to the book of Galatians just to confirm what I'm saying. I'm talking about, uh, you know, they, this time of the year, they want to talk about the birth of Jesus. Well, there's an awful lot in the Bible about that. And... Uh, that's why we need to know and understand the whole story, the truth about it. So if we go over to the book of Galatians, let's turn over there for just a little bit and uh, look at a, a few verses of Scripture that the Apostle wrote. And he had revelation. The Apostle Paul, he, he had a lot of revelation, a lot of understanding about the Scripture. And this is what he had to say in the fourth or the third chapter of uh, the book of Galatians, and start reading at verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. So we're looking at the seed now of Abraham. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So we know that after the event in the garden, and time went on, you get down to Abraham. Now Abraham happens to be in that lineage from Adam. And... Uh, here again, a seed is mentioned just like it was back in the garden. And that seed, the Bible said here, unto thy seed, which is Christ. Although we go back and study the story and we learn about Abraham in the 17th chapter, 18th chapter of the book of Genesis, and Sarah, his wife, her name was changed. His name was changed from Abram to Abraham, her name from Sarai to Sarah. And there was a reason for all that, and uh, how that they had that child in their old age when it looked impossible, and Isaac was born. But yet, here, the Apostle Paul is looking at something far beyond that. He's looking into the fact that that seed that was coming down through time, and he said that seed that was promised actually was Christ. And he didn't see, see, didn't say seeds of many, but seeds as of one. And uh, to thy seed, which is Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. So there was a promise given unto Abraham about his seed. And... Uh, we, you know, look at the fact that Isaac was born, what a great miracle that was and everything, but there was something coming down the line that was greater than that. And uh, then the apostle writes here in the later part of the same chapter, he said, uh, for verse 26, 
For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bound nor free. There's neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, if ye belong to him, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So when Jesus came 4,000 years later after this event at the garden, and Eve thinking, you know, she said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. But actually, in the fourth chapter here, I just quoted it in verse 4, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, and made under the law. So the promised seed from the garden down, amen, through the ages was mentioned different times through Abraham, also through David. It was mentioned about he was going to have a son. His son was going to build the temple. And then we, again, we look at Solomon and we look at the temple being built. And you can study that back in the book of Chronicles and and uh, how that uh, Solomon fulfilled that. And he was the son of David. Yet that prophecy went far beyond that. That prophecy was actually talking about, again, about Jesus. And uh, the again, when Revelation came to the Apostle Paul, he began to write things. And uh, so did the other apostles. They, when they began to receive revelation through and by the Holy Ghost, they had a deeper understanding. Paul writes to the Romans, and he says this in the first chapter of Romans. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised after or afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. He had promised it. Aforetime, in other words, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh. So now that seed has come down through from Abraham, passed through now David, and is brought down. The Bible teaches us in the first chapter of the book of Matthew how that Jesus came to us from the time of Abraham through 42 generations and finally came and was born there in Bethlehem. What a wonder of wonders, like the song said, when you begin to understand how great this event was that took place that day. It was far greater than most of them talk about. They do their little scenes. They don't get it just exactly right. They usually have the wise men there at the manger and the shepherds at the manger, manger, you know how they acted out every year. And actually that story, they get it mixed up. But there was a fantastic thing that happened at that time. And uh, it, it is just so amazing when you begin to trace it through the Word of God. There's so many things that is mentioned in the Word of God uh, pointing to that day that Jesus was born. Now... Uh, another thing I'll deal with maybe, if not on this broadcast, but I want to deal with it. Was it the 25th of December? Uh, was we ever told any place in the Word of God that we should actually hold that particular day or any other day, really? And uh, it's interesting when you get into the Word of God and find the truth and find this whole world almost 
uh, living in air when it comes to that great event, the birth of Jesus Christ. You know, I find this interesting, too. If you have your Bibles, turn with me into the 24th chapter of the book of Numbers in verse 12. This is a story about the time that Israel was coming uh, out of Egypt and they're passing through different areas. And Balak uh, wanted uh, them cursed. And he hired a man by the name of Balaam. Uh, he thought that could do that. Well, Balaam soon found out that he could not curse what God had blessed. And uh, he's meeting now, Balaam is meeting with Balak in the 12th verse of this 24th chapter. And he says this unto him, Spake I not also to thy messengers which sent us unto me, saying, If Balak would give me the house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond and the commandment of the Lord to do either good or bad of mine own mind. But what the Lord saith, that will I speak. And now, behold, I go unto my people. Come, therefore, and I will advertise thee what this people shall do to thy people in the latter days. And he took up a parable and said, Balaam, the son of Beor, hath said, and the man whose eyes are open hath said, He hath said, which heard the words of God and knew the knowledge of the Most High, which saw the vision of the Almighty falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him. Now he's actually talking about Jesus here. But not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Sheth, and Edom shall be a possession, Seir also shall be a possession for his enemies, and Israel shall do violently. Out of Jacob shall come he that shall have dominion, and shall destroy him that remaineth of the city. And a lot of them say, well, I didn't think that uh, actually pertained to Jesus. I believe, actually, whenever any story or victory in the Bible, I believe that uh, God was the one that was directing the battle. I believe Jesus is God. We go back to Genesis 49, a little statement that was made. All these things pointing, I believe, to that day that Jesus was born in Bethlehem according to the Word of God. Now, at this point, uh, Jacob has called his sons together, and he's speaking over them things that is going to they're going to do or things that's going to come to them at a latter time. And uh, he says to Judah in verse 8, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. The prey, my son, thou art, from the prey, thy son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion, as an old lion who shall rouse him up. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. I believe Shiloh is the peaceable one. I believe that was Jesus Christ. Again, a promise being made about 
the birth of Jesus Christ. I see our time is going, so we'll get into this maybe next week, Lord willing. There's a whole lot more I want to talk and share with you about this great Savior of ours and his birth at Bethlehem. You have been listening to the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd, inviting you to join him again next Sunday at 8.30 a.m. here at your local station, 590 a.m., 101.1 FM, WB.